You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Hey, this is Dick from Lone Star Community Radio. We have a big announcement for Lone Star Community Radio and our listeners. We have partnered with another TV station. That's right. You will be seeing Lone Star Community Radio content on KVQT Channel 12 in the Houston area. Now is a great time to start a show or sponsor a show with Lone Star Community Radio. For more information on everything that is happening, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936 647 3776 and leave a message. And we want to also wish everyone a safe and happy Thanksgiving. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome in to another edition of Jake from Sports Talk. I'm your host, Jake LaFleur. And it's great to have you in. Jake from uh, Jake from Sports Talk is broadcasted live from the IR Lone Star <laughs> Community Radio Studios. Coming to you live from downtown beautiful Conroe, Texas, although it's not very beautiful right now. I'm loving this cold weather, though. Clouds, chance of rain, none of that's fun, but the temperature is awesome. I, I really wish I wasn't wearing jeans right now. It's hot in the studio. My boss is trying to sweat me out. I think he's trying to tell me I need to lose weight or something. Who knows? He's a mean boss anyways. But yes, welcome back in to another edition of Jake from Sports Talk. Always nice to have you. If you are listening to me live on the radio, uh, welcome on 104.5 and 106.1. Or if you're listening online worldwide at IRLoneStar.com, thank you. Thanks for tuning in from all over the globe. Glad to have you all in. So welcome one, welcome all to this cockamamie chaos that I call a sports talk show. Jake from Sports Talk, please go and follow the show on Facebook and YouTube and make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to YouTube, Google Play, and iTunes, all by just searching the name of the show, Jake from Sports Talk, or you can go to Lone Star Community Radio uh, at IRLoneStar.com, and all that information is on there on the Jake from Sports Talk page, all good to go as well. Uh, also, you can get involved with the show live. Send me a message on that Facebook page or email me at jakefromsportstalk at gmail.com. All right. Got that done. I love getting through that. My least favorite part of the show. That and having to talk to Dick. You mean the most vital part of your show? I know it's the most vital. I, yes, it's my least favorite. I don't want to just sit here and do work. I want to talk sports because that's fun. Sports are fun. Yay, sports. <laughs> All righty, all right. Let's get started with the show. Uh, we got a lot of dive into here today. Uh, we got to wrap up baseball season. Look at the uh, conclusion of the World Series. Which teams are set up best for the 2018 season and beyond? And uh, and then also we got the uh, end of Week Eight in the NFL, which means we have officially hit the halfway uh, point in the season. And who do I think is going to make the playoffs? What do I make of this noise and nonsense halfway through the year of the New York Giants talking about basically changing the future path of the quarterback position with an announcement this morning? And then also on top of that, we've got the college football week, uh, second rankings being released. Top five doesn't change, but we've got seven 
ranked versus ranked matchups going on this weekend with this weekend. What's going to happen with this madness? What will follow? Um, I will tell. So chap in tight, get excited because here we go with a weekend of rap starting off at home. And I don't have the little sound bite thing because you know, we were, I don't know. I just didn't plug my computer in today. So get it all. There we go. <laughs> I got it in there. So we get a wrap and I know I'm being silly and I got to tone it down here for a second. Very uh, unfortunate news came out yesterday afternoon around uh, noon yesterday, Eastern time. The uh, great pitcher best remembered for his time with the Phillies and the Blue Jays at the age of 40, Roy Holiday uh, has passed away. He uh, was in a single engine plane crash off of the coast of Florida. He played 16 years in the major leagues, uh, recorded 203 wins with a 3.38 ERA, two Cy Young awards, two MVPs, and pitched uh, the MLB's 20th perfect game. It's a sad loss for the sport. My uh, uh, best wishes and hopes go out to the wife, his entire family. Um, I guess there, I was reading in a little bit up on these planes too, that he was flying that, uh, that, that went down. He was the only passenger on board. These are supposed to be like the um, Mercedes Benz sort of, of planes of personal aircrafts. And you're supposed to be able to learn how to fly them within a day. And um, they're, they're not meant to carry more than two passengers. It's supposed to be just a pure recreational fun, uh, fun flying object. That's, that's all it really is. And, one of uh, or two of high up employees uh, out of Florida also passed away in a plane crash, flying the same exact plane um, at, at the company's, you know, uh, they were high up employees at that company that makes the planes. So I don't know if there was something wrong with the plane. There, there's still more to come out. Um, I'm sure these are aquatic planes. They are meant to land and take off in the water. Um, they're, supposedly designed to not be able to tailspin out. Um, but again, I, there's the story is going to keep coming. We'll have to see how it goes. Also in bad news, mainly for the Texans here in Houston, uh, Deshaun Watson officially went on uh, under surgery today on his ACL. Uh, it took off about nine o'clock this morning. So I'm sure he's out of surgery by now. Uh, and yeah, he's done for the year officially and we'll have to wait and see what, uh, what he is or what is left of that knee at the start of next year. If he makes the full recovery, ACLs aren't as big of a deal as they once were, but uh, you know, you never know. I mean, a quarterback uses his legs, a quarterback like Deshaun Watson who uses his legs so much. That's, that's going to be a, a tough one to bounce back from. And then we got rock'em sock'em robots in the NFL this past weekend on Sunday. We had five players ejected for fighting during games and uh, among them, two high-profile receivers, A.J. Green, uh, took on and took down Jalen Ramsey twice in a matter of seconds just before halftime, uh, before both players were kicked out and ejected from the game. It was a brutal backwards body slam, and uh, it, it was pretty funny. I think he's got, he's, he's got a future in the WWE, so we'll see. And then also you got Mike Evans taking a you know, decleating cornerback uh, Marshawn Lattimore in a just a pure cheap shot from behind after Lattimore got into an exchange with quarterback Jameis Winston, who was out of the game at that point due to shoulder soreness. They were getting their butts whooped. They benched the quarterback because they didn't want him to get hurt, um, blamed it on shoulder soreness. That's a side story, but it leads up to the fact that, you know, you've got 
this this corner, Lattimore walking down the sidelines, and he's you know pointing and barking at uh, one of the uh, uh, you know opposing teams players, and Jameis Winston is walking you know basically side by side pointing at somebody else, and then just pokes Lattimore in the back of the head. Lattimore didn't appreciate it. Turns around, looks at at, at Jameis like, what are you doing? Like you're a terrible quarterback, and you don't belong on the same football field. And all of a sudden, right as he's talking. Just Mike Evans straight from behind, just tears into him. Complete cheap shot, very dirty. Um, and funny enough, Evans didn't act, Evans wasn't actually one of the five that got suspended this past weekend, or sorry, ejected this past weekend. But he is the only one that did receive a suspension for his fight this past weekend. He is out for one game. Um, his him and his people chose not to appeal it at all, knowing it wouldn't stand. And speaking of appeals. Our favorite legal court case continues. Ezekiel Elliott, as we all saw, had a great Sunday against the Chiefs this past week. After I said last Wednesday, it would take a legal Hail Mary to be able to play this weekend after a judge ruled in favor of the NFL and lifted the pause of the NFL six-game suspension on Elliott. Well, Aaron Rodgers must have been throwing that Hail Mary because Elliott was able to play this past week after a now sixth judge has gotten involved in this in this. Uh, court fiasco, I guess you would say, because it's not even going on in one court. This legal fiasco. This is, we've been in four different cities and we've seen six different judges now. The sixth judge uh, reinstated the temporary lift of the suspension. And finally, we're going to get some maybe answers. (laughs) Uh, We're going to see tomorrow afternoon, one one Eastern, noon Central, Elliot goes, or his case goes in front of a three-judge panel in New York from the Second U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, and it will be decided on whether to allow the Cowboys running back an emergency injunction. If granted the emergency injunction, then he is allowed to play until the end of, until basically his case is seen. Now, if he is not granted this emergency injunction, then he has to sit for six games and he has to serve his six game suspension. Really crazy, really cockamamie. And I'm really, it'll be curious to see because if he has to serve that six game suspension and then once the case itself actually goes throughout and he, uh, he has found, or it has found that the NFL is in the wrong. I'll be curious to see, you know, how, what, what, what that does to Goodell's uh, reputation within the league. Because this will now be his kind of third legal, you know, mishap between uh, Rice and uh, Ezekiel Elliott and, um, oh, the defensive end that threw his, oh, I can't forget his name. His third is basically his third, you know, major hiccup. And so we'll see how all that kind of plays out. But, um, oh, man, is it already 115? How how much longer do I got? I got to go to break. No, I don't want to go to break. I don't want You can't make me. All right. Stick around. When we come back, we're going to talk NFL playoffs. I was going to talk soccer with Dick, but, you know, I can't. So, all right. Yeah, we're going to talk playoff predictions. We're going to talk Giants quarterback situation and what I think they should do. Stick around. You are listening to Jake from Sports Talk. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go anywhere. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? 
Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Every weekday morning, it's Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. I'm Dick. And I'm Skippy. From 8 to 10, it's music and light talk. But from 10 to 11, we haul off the big guns and bring you the nitty gritty. Controversial topics, personal stances, in-depth interviews. So tune in to 104.5 and 106.1 on your Conroe area dial or worldwide at IRLoneStar.com for Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. We'll make you laugh. We'll make you think, but we'll never make you bored. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and all people in between. Glad to have all of you back in. And yeah, it's awesome. You know, we, we're, you're listening to Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1. Worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. We was having a little fun in between the break. We, If you've never been down to this studio, it is a awesome experience to come on over and come see it. We've got three very, well, I guess that's just two. That's We've got one large and one extremely large window in the front of the studio that you can look out from the street and check out what we're doing in here. You can see everything in. And then we've got a third window that connects us over to Conroe Coffee, which is our neighbor here on Main Street in downtown Conroe. Two wonderful people, Leo and Jason, that run it. And I love them to death. They do a great job. If you ever get a chance to come down here, have some lunch, have some uh, coffee, come on over, check them out. Great place to stop and eat. But I was having fun in, in between the break with the with Jason, the, the one of the owners of Conroe Coffee. Awesome guy. Awesome dude. So, all right. As I said, we're going to get into some NFL talk, and we're going to talk playoff predictions. So, at the halfway point of the MLB season, a little more than halfway, but basically when we hit the all-star break, and that's when, you know, the seriousness of baseball actually begins, I gave you my predictions and who I thought I was going, who I thought was going to make the playoffs. Now, uh, I got all those correct, <laughs> surprisingly, and I actually predicted the playoffs all the way through correctly. Don't believe me? Go check out the episode, YouTube or Google Play or iTunes, Jake from Sports Talk. It's awesome. Um, but uh, the only thing I actually messed up in the playoffs is I didn't have the Yankees beating the Indians. I had the Indians beating the Yankees and then the Astros beating the Indians. But hey, nonetheless, I still have my results correct and everything along those lines. So I'm going to do the same situation, the same thing here with the playoff predictions for the NFL. But the problem with the NFL is, is the NFL is way too unpredictable. In comparison, it, the, the, the level of unpredictableness, it's probably not a word, but I'm going to make it a word. Uh, the unpredictableness of baseball is much smaller than it is for football. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Let's dive right in. So, NFC. East is easy to pick. We got the Eagles winning that one. South, it's going to be tough, but I'm going to go with the quarterback that I trust the most in that situation between 
the five and three or the yeah the five and three Panthers and the six and two Saints. I'm gonna definitely go with the Saints. I trust Drew Brees and that that defense there in, in uh, New Orleans has played surprisingly well. And the theme in this division has been constant throughout all of time, and it's basically been pretty constant in the NFC East as well. You see these teams never get way too down, but you never see them stay on top too long. And they have a new winner basically every year um, up until two years ago when you had, or three years ago when you had the Panthers win back-to-back division titles. Um, you hadn't had a repeat winner in that division for like 15 years. Same thing is currently going on with the NFC, NFC East with the Eagles, Giants, Cowboys, and Redskins. You haven't had the same, uh, you haven't had a repeat winner. I think it's, I think we're at nine or eight, somewhere around there, years, consecutive years. It's going to continue with, you know, the Eagles winning it this year after the Cowboys won it last year. And I think it's going to continue to pick back up, I guess, with Falcons winning it last year for the NFC South. And now I'm going to have the Saints coming up there. Vikings. Uh, a lot of Detroit Lions fans out there aren't going to like that pick. I don't trust your quarterback to make the right decision all the time. And I know they don't have a quarterback at all, but they have a defense that can make up, make up for uh a game managing quarterback, essentially, if you, if you will, the, whoever they plug in place in there, it's going to be a game manager style. They're not going to lose the game, but they're not going to win the game. And they're going to allow their defense to win that game. They only need their offense to get 17 points a game. And I think if you throw in a game manager, they can get you a 17 point, you know, 17 to 10 victory, so on and so forth. Detroit, your defense isn't what it once was, even since Dominic and Sue, you know, and Dominic and Sue, it's, it's gone way downhill. So I, I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking the Vikings overall out of that, but don't worry, Lions. There's there's still hope. You could get the wild card for the NFC. And then the NFC West, a lot of people aren't going to like this. Uh, LA Rams are currently up there in the lead above Seahawks. I'm not sold yet on the LA Rams situation. Guys, it's been, <laughs> it's been how long since... The Rams have had a decent team. I mean, Jeff Fisher was there for how you know, he was there for seven years. No, eight years, eight years. Yeah. Cause he went, uh, he went four and four because <laughs> he's Mr. 500 professionally every year, 500 man. So I am going to go the Seahawks. I, I think longevity. I like the coaching better there. I can trust the coaching better there. Let's put it that way. But what they've done with golf in LA, I think guarantees them a wild card spot. I think they get the wild card spot and all you Cowboys fans out there listening in Montgomery County, or if you're listening up in Dallas, you're probably wondering, well, you've got the Eagles winning division. Sure, that's fine. We can understand that. But you've got to definitely have us in the wild card. Not necessarily. And then the reason why I say that is because it's all going to depend on what happens tomorrow at noon central, 1 Eastern. If, if Ezekiel Elliott gets suspended and has to serve out the six games, I give the, the advantage to the Detroit Lions and the Lions make the playoffs. If he doesn't get suspended, then I give the advantage to the Cowboys and the Cowboys make the playoffs. So I'm, I'm technically picking two, but you know what I'm picking. I'm picking, it all comes down to what happens to Ezekiel Elliott's court decision tomorrow and whether or not he plays. If he plays for six games, then the, then the Cowboys are in. If, if he's out for six games, then the Lions are in. I don't think there's, I, I know that offensive line is really good and I understand that, but I don't think you can just plug in place any old, um, any old running back in there and they're going to have the same amount of success as Ezekiel Elliott will. So again, if Elliott's out for six games, Lions hold the advantage. They take the, the second wild card position. If 
Ezekiel Elliott plays, then the Cowboys hold the advantage and they take the second position. All right, AFC. AFC East, obviously going with the Patriots. AFC North, obviously going with the Steelers. No competition. Everything in that division. And I know the Patriots have started out slow. Let's back off for a little bit. Come on, it's still Tom Brady. It's still Bill Belichick. I'm going to laugh in all of your faces when they end up winning the World Series again after starting this terrible. Remember when they did that? Oh, what was that? Three years ago uh, when they they went into Kansas City, Kansas City whooped their butt and everybody was like, oh, Brady's done. He's washed up. He's old. He can't handle it. Belichick's scheme is over. It's done. It's time to just completely erase the, the Patriots era. No, everything is fine. Let's not abandon ship yet. Brady is still a demigod. We're okay. You know, it, it, it's going to be okay in New England, I promise you. So, Patriots are winning that division. Jets, Bills, and Miami just can't. I, I don't trust any of them. I don't trust any of their coaching staffs. I don't trust any of their quarterbacks. And, frankly, we saw Cutler come back, and he looked half decent after coming off of injury. But, I mean, it's still Jay Cutler. So, <laughs> you know, what can you say other than he'll throw – 10 interceptions, and 10 touchdowns. But, uh, all right, so now AFC North, like I said, I got the Steelers, um, Ravens, Bengals, and Browns, all kind of a you know poop show this year. No, no, no real competition within that division. AFC West, I uh, got the Kansas City Chiefs pulling that one out. AFC South, Texans fans, I, I hope you all know you're not making the playoffs this year. I hope you all know that you should take this time to go get yourself a left tackle. Go build that offensive line and protect that quarterback. Deshaun Watson has given you the best-looking quarterback in your franchise's history. Okay? Derek Carr saw his brother get annihilated for five years with you guys because you had no offensive line and you had no running game. You have a running game. You've got receive talent at the receiving position, and you finally got a quarterback that can make a connect a pass or two and run and scramble and be a mobile threat. Come on. You go get the offensive line. You protect him and you build, you build with pieces on the defensive side of the ball. And then you come back and you, and you you're, you're an actual contender, not just to make the playoffs, but you're an actual contender to make it to the AFC championship or even further into the Super Bowl for the first time in your franchise's history. So who's going to win the AFC South? I got to go with Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, best defensive situation, but I got to tell you, uh, their quarterback situation is quite iffy. So this is where I, I, I hesitate to pick them. It's going to be a tight division. I think it's going to be an 8-8 eight and eight winner who wins that division. The wild card is going to come out of them, out of that division, out of the AFC South division, and it's going to be the Tennessee Titans, and then you're going to have the Oakland Raiders come out of the AFC West. I think the Raiders and the Titans beat out the uh, – Bang, or sorry, not the Bengals, uh, beat out the Buffalo Bills and the Baltimore Ravens and everything like that. So let's take a little step back to the AFC South and the NFC East and how those two have some relationship now. You've got the QB situation in the NFC East. Very good. All except for New York. Eli looks bad. He looks washed up. He looks done. Everybody's ready to ride him off. I don't think it's quite ready to jump ship on Eli yet. But why I connect them with the Jacksonville Jaguars is because they're in need of a quarterback. And they're in need 
of one now, not some, not tomorrow, not for the future per se, but they need one now. And it's not going to happen this season, obviously, but moving forward for the 2018, 2019 season or to the 2019, 2020 season, if you can get two more years around a solid, strong running game, a very, very good defense and some talented receivers like what Eli had with his two previous Super Bowl winning teams, then I think Jacksonville's a perfect fit for him if New York's actually looking to get rid of him. Now, I'm going to sit here and stand firmly and say New York should not get rid of Eli. They made a statement. They released a statement by one of the co-owners this morning saying, hey, guys, look, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go find a QB in the next draft, and we're going to we're gonna take one and basically build for the future. We're sending out scouts now to go scout out all the potential quarterbacks coming in. Next week, when you tune in, we will talk about all the future quarterback situations and which teams I think would fit best where, or with, with what quarterback. Um, and that's fine. Go get a quarterback. Right? There's no one telling you not to go get a quarterback. Go spend a high first-round draft pick. I mean, you're probably going to end up with the third, fourth pick of the draft. Go spend that on a quarterback of the future. That's fine. But don't necessarily rush him out there and toss him out to the wolves. I am a big proponent of not doing that. It works with certain quarterbacks. You get lucky with the Andrew Lux, with the uh, uh, Prescotts, with the the Watsons. You know, it happens. But look at Prescott. I mean, he's he's the only one that stayed healthy. That's it. Watson's hurt. Lux hurt. It it. it let them let them develop. They're still kids when they get into. They're playing in a, men, a league among men, and it's 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 not good for the bodies. So, um, I, my opinion. We got to go to break, and I'm wrapping it up real quick. My opinion is that they should keep draft for the future, keep Eli. But if you are going to let him go, get something good for him. Don't just let him go just to you know see him walk off the field with for for nothing. I mean, we we got to get something in return for him. So. You are listening to Jake from Sports Talk. We are on our way to the bottom of the hour break, and we'll be back on the other side to talk some college football rankings here on 104.5, 106.1. This is Jake from Safe Farm. Jake from Sports Talk. We'll be right back. <laughs> Attention movie lovers, The Ticket Stub is a new radio show servicing Montgomery County that is meant for you. The Ticket Stub is available live every Thursday at noon on FM 104.5 and 106.1, as well as anytime on IRLoneStar.com. Connor and Dick will let you know what's coming out in the theater, what is worth streaming, and what's going on in the world of film. The Ticket Stub, your home for movie talk. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out ourlonestar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and Internet Radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Hey, Montgomery County, it's me, C.C. Holmes. And I would personally like to take this time to invite you, that's right, you, to join me every Saturday and Sunday from 3 until 7 p.m. where I will bring you the very best, the very best of smooth jazz, classic jazz, and indeed, 
Yes, the soulful sounds of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So come along and get jazzy with me. That's right, jazzy. <laughs> right here, of course, on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongstar.com. Welcome back to Jake from Sports Talk. I'm your host, Jake LaFleur. You are listening to Jake from Sports Talk. It is great to be here on Jake from Sports Talk. Love my name, Jake from Sports Talk. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good day. I might be getting sued here in a little bit. <laughs> Who knows? No, no, no. All kidding aside, all kidding aside. You are listening to 104.5, 106.1 worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. If you missed any bit of what I talked about and who I predicted in the uh, to make the playoffs for the NFL, or if you want to hang on to it and say, hey, I'm going to you know yell at Jake when he's wrong about every one of these predictions, please do. I encourage you. I encourage you to yell at me. Tell me I'm an idiot. I love it. It makes me feel so good on the inside. But you can do so by going and subscribing to all of my replay versions of this show, which would be on YouTube, Google Play, and iTunes, and you can subscribe to all of them. You'll never miss a, a show. You can go back and save this one. You can be like, ha, I'm going to prove Jake wrong, or ha, I'm going to show him he's, he's dumb, whatever the case may be. Or if you just you know want to re-listen to it over and over again because you love the sweet sound of my voice, then you can do that as well. So, yeah, go subscribe. Jake from Sports Talk. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Uh, like I said, we're going to talk about some college football. Let's get some football going on. So we had the second releasing of the college football playoffs by the, well, not college football playoffs, but the college football playoff rankings by the college football ranking committee. It's confusing stuff, I know. But anyways, the top five didn't change. This entire, from week from the first releasing to the second releasing, no change at all. Where you kind of get into an interesting play is with TCU jumping from eight to six and Miami coming from 10 to seven and the reason why those two are interesting is they both jumped over Wisconsin, the uh, which rose up from nine to eight. Um, in all honesty, that's it's the correct move to do by the committee. I, I completely agree with who Miami has played and how Miami has played should still be behind TCU, but should be in front of Wisconsin. Wisconsin hasn't played anybody, and I understand Wisconsin's not an old, but they. And they're they're at the mercy of of their terrible division. They scheduled BYU in the off um, and out of conference play, and they just it was an unlucky year to schedule BYU because BYU was terrible. And you know that's case in point by LSU beating them at the beginning of the year. Um, but you know it's it's real. It, it they can be you know butt hurt about it, but in all reality, it's it's the correct placing in which where they should be. Just like I agree that Georgia should be number one over Alabama. Look at who Georgia has played up to this point. Look at who Alabama has played up to this point. Alabama had a tough matchup, a tough going against LSU. And now LSU has beaten Auburn, and they've beaten some good teams, but they've also played pretty poorly. And I'm going to firmly stand behind this fact that if LSU had a quarterback, that would not have been a 10-point loss to Alabama. That would have been closer, if not a win for LSU. And I, I know, I know. That's a, that's saying a lot. And I, I, I understand that, but I, I got to believe that, that the commit, the committee has it correct. Now, with all that said, if Georgia and Alabama play today, I got Alabama winning it. 
No, no hands down, no doubt about it. So um, the other big move was Michigan State jumping up 12 spots. Seven and two, they beat Penn State. It was an awesome game. Poor Penn State <laughs> dropping back seven points right behind Ohio State who dropped back seven points, who fell to Iowa. It was one of those cockamamie weekends where you you just saw upset after upset after upset. And, uh, and you got a, a number 21, Iowa State, six and three, up making the top 25. And it's just, and, and Iowa, right, right ahead of them at, at number 20. Both of those two have just played upset masters this entire, uh, this entire season. And so it's, it's really interesting to see, you know, how a lot of this gets played out and it'll be interesting to see, you know, the chaos that comes this upcoming weekend, because we have seven top 25 teams playing top 25 teams, seven games where it's head to head matchups and, Quickly running through them, number 15, Oklahoma State versus number 21, Iowa State. Watch out, Oklahoma State. Number 12, Michigan State versus Ohio State. Number one, Georgia versus Auburn. Number 20, Iowa versus Wisconsin. Number two, Alabama versus number 16, Mississippi State. Number six, TCU versus Oklahoma. And number three, Notre Dame versus number seven, Miami. So recapping on all these, Oklahoma State's not going to lose to Ohio State. Iowa State lost its uh, sneaky factor. They're now ranked, so you know they they they're not going to win. It's just how it goes. Uh, Michigan State and Ohio State's going to be a bloodbath. Uh, Ohio State's going to be looking to try to redeem themselves after that oh, uh, Iowa loss. And Michigan State's rolling on fire right now. They've been on a hot streak right there. Uh, they've taken uh, they've taken down now two top ten teams back to back weeks, and it's going to be fun to see. That's going to be a really fun one to watch. I believe that's a, a, a not a noon start, but a two start. I think it's just a 2.30 game. Iowa-Wisconsin, same situation. You're now ranked. Wisconsin, I think it's going to end up taking that one. You lose your sneaky factor when you're actually ranked and teams actually are like, oh, you know, poop. We got to actually play against them. TCU-Oklahoma, shootout and a half. I think TCU beats Oklahoma, and I think that ultimately takes the Big 12 out of the conversation if TCU wins, no Big 12 team is going to make the conference or make the uh, playoff playoffs. Uh, just uh, being straightforward and honest there. Same situation going on with Notre Dame and Miami. If Notre Dame loses, they're out, they're done. No playoff chances there. And number three, they'll drop back and with the two losses and no conference affiliation really, then I think you're, you're going to see them dumb. If Miami loses... They can still make it. They're going to have to run the ACC. That's going to be a tough challenge because that means they're going to have to beat Clemson at the end of the year. And Clemson does play Florida State this weekend. I wish it was going to be a better matchup, but it's not. And then you got Alabama, number two, playing number 16, Mississippi State. Mississippi State's a really good team. Alabama's going on the road to Mississippi State. Mississippi State upset LSU early in the year, if you can really call it an upset. They were unranked at the time LSU was. Interesting call, interesting factor there. Then you got Georgia versus Auburn. This is it. Georgia versus Auburn. Auburn's already got one loss. If Auburn loses, Auburn's done. Washed out. No more chances getting into the playoffs. If Georgia loses, Georgia's okay. Georgia can afford to lose because they're undefeated right now. They're not going to be or challenged to win in the East, the SEC East. They're still going to win that side of the conference. They're still going to have to play Alabama in the, in the SEC Conference Championship. If 
They lose to Auburn, but they win the rest of their games, including that SEC championship game against presumably Alabama. Then they're in. You're, you're, you're going to see a one loss George get in, and you're probably going to see a one loss Alabama get in. You know, looking at the rankings of which they they have right now, and and how it's all going to how, how if, if it would start today, if you had Clemson versus Georgia, Alabama versus Notre Dame. I think that Georgia-Alabama combo up there at one and two, I think that you're going to see that stay for the remainder of the year. I think as long as Georgia doesn't get blown out and just demolished by Alabama, if it's a touchdown or less game, I'll even extend that to probably 10 points or less game between Georgia and Alabama. I think those two stay in the top four. It may be one and three. It may be one and four. Most likely one and three or one and two, though. Um, if Notre Dame wins out, I think they remain in the top four no matter what. That that's a tough schedule. They'd, they'd have to be tons of ranked teams. I'm sticking with them there. Clemson is the interesting factor. If Clemson and Oklahoma win out, their two losses are equally bad. Their two biggest wins would be equally good. But if you see Miami in the Clem- if you see Miami Clemson in the in the ACC championship game, and Miami wins that, does Miami hop over Oklahoma as an undefeated team, or do you have Washington or yeah, do you have Wisconsin go undefeated in the Big Ten? Who takes who, who takes that? What if what if Miami wins out and he beats Clemson in the ACC championship game, and then you've got Wisconsin winning out in the Big Ten? And they're undefeated. Do they hop over, even though they played a weaker schedule than Oklahoma? Do they hop over Oklahoma? It's a lot of fun. This is why I like having the committee. And I, we're hearing some pushes now for, hey, we need to just go ahead and make this an eight-team an eight playoff. You know, I disagree with that. Why rush this? Why, why not sit back and enjoy the four-team madness? I like a little madness with my college football. College football is not perfect. The play on the field is not perfect. It's sloppier than what you normally see in the NFL. And that's why I love college football because it's, you're going to make mistakes. It's going to happen. There's, there's passion and, and the fan bases are, are more live and die by it. And, and Dick can relate to that. I mean, it's, it's the soccer style fan. It's what it is. It's, I'm going to be out there 24 hours before that game. I'm going to be tailgating nonstop for 24 hours. I'm going to go sit in that seat five hours and I'm going to burn my butt on an, on an aluminum seat out in the middle of the heat in a, what is essentially a convection oven and with, with a football stadium and same thing with, you know, English soccer. It's just how it goes. So I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see how all of this plays out. And, um, and we got to go to, we got to go to our last break and I swear we're going to talk baseball when we come back. I also want to get into, and I don't want to forget, we've got another championship run in Houston going on. So stay tuned. Find out what I'm talking about because I'll give you a hint. It intrigues Dick. So we'll be right back. You are listening to Jake from Sports Talk here on 104.5, 106.1. Don't go anywhere. Every weekday morning, it's Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. I'm Dick. And I'm Skippy. From 8 to 10, it's music and light talk. But from 10 to 11, we haul off the big guns and bring you the nitty-gritty. 
controversial topics, personal stances, in-depth interviews. So tune in to 104.5 and 106.1 on your Conroe area dial or worldwide at IRLoneStar.com for Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. We'll make you laugh. We'll make you think, but we'll never make you bored. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Welcome back to Jake from Sports Talk. You are listening to 104.5, 106.1, or worldwide on IRLoneStar.com, or you are watching the replayed version on YouTube, or you are listening to the replay version on Google Play, iTunes. Find all of it on uh, by via using Jake from Sports Talk. And uh, yeah, great to have you all back in. And we're going to hop into our fourth segment as quickly as possible. And I was talking to Dick real quick uh, right before we came back on the air. Um, we had. Uh, a little situation in the football community that uh, was quite humorous on the Dan Patrick show, well-known, well-known show. And he's, he does a great job with his show and everything like that. And his engineers are awesome, much better than my engineer. Um, but he had Tony Dungy on, <laughs> he had Tony Dungy on as guests and they were talking football, yada, yada, yada. And right as they were getting ready to rejoin for, uh, from a commercial break, like we just did, um, <laughs> Tony Dungy was releasing some information that he had been told in confidence by the owner of the Indianapolis Colts in regards to Andrew Luck and his future, not just in Indy, but also as the sport or in the sport as a whole. Um, go look it up, go research it. I'm not going to necessarily release it because I don't want to fall in the same trap. Uh, and I, I respect the uh, privacy of private conversations. So go look it up. You can find it on your own. It's just really funny and it's really interesting. So I thought I'd share it with you all out there. World Series talk, wrapping it all up. Baseball is done. Um, probably one of the best postseasons we've seen in a long time, at least on the American League side of things, National League side of things. Uh, Dodgers just kind of ran right through it and there wasn't much competition, but they got to the World Series. They met the uh, Astros. They played a formidable opponent, and they saw a loss in Game Five, or sorry, in Game Seven, five to one. Uh, great victory for the Strohs. Uh, it's a heartbreak loss for the Dodgers. I thought the Dodgers started a new trend that I don't really like in sports, which was sending a congratulatory pizza to the uh, other team's uh, front office and putting out a or pulling out an ad in the uh, opposing team's. Uh, city newspaper saying congratulations from the Dodgers. I mean, I get it. It's sportsmanship, but it's kind of just like, Oh, gross. Get it out of here. I want to like, I want to see Puig swinging a bat at a uh, fake Altuve head. You know, like that's what I want to see. I want to see anger stories that actually can give me something that I can yell about. Not this 
nasty, gross, nice stuff. Who wants, you know, fun, fair, positive? No, not me, man. It's cutthroat world. Need cutthroat sports. But in an all in all seriousness, it was an awesome World Series. We saw uh, record home runs, record hits, record uh, strikeouts. We we saw everything this postseason and in the World Series. Very entertaining. Game five, game two, awesome, incredible. And I'm, I will be the first to say I was wrong in the fact that I picked the Dodgers uh, in games to winning seven games. But um, you know, hey, I'm I'm very glad that the Astros won. If you do watch that last episode, though, Dick, to toot my own horn, I said first one to five wins, and uh, the final is five to one. So, you know, I'm pretty awesome. What can I say? Ooh. Uh, looking towards the future, uh, Astros are definitely set up better at long run, uh, more so than the Dodgers. Not that the Dodgers have any real concerns to worry about this upcoming postseason, other than maybe getting another uh, quality starter or two. Uh, clearly, you <laughs> Darvish is not a quality starter uh, in the playoffs. Uh, he might be a good three option, a good four option, but he's not a one. He's definitely not a one, not when you have Kershaw there, but he's not a two either. Uh, and he made that known uh, through the World Series. So he couldn't, couldn't handle the big moment there. Um, Astros needs, definitely need bullpen help this offseason. And uh, you, you got to figure out what's going on with Giles. Was that a, a fatigue thing? Did he just meet his innings max and kind of poop out? Or is that one of those things where, you know, he can't handle the big pressure situation like you Darvish. So, you know, you got to look at it. You got to take, take a step back. You got to figure out what's going on with Giles and, you know, maybe you take him out of the closer role and you give him a, a setup bullpen role. You know, I don't know. I don't know what you're going to have to do there. I'm not in his head. I'm not in that clubhouse. But you're going to have to figure out something with the uh, with the closer position as well as um, finding a little more consistency out of your bullpen and not having to use the same three to four guys. Um, but yeah, and I'm going to make a bold prediction right here, right now. And again, I dare you, I dare you, Dick, to go and look up in the future, five years from now. Go look it up five years from now, and you'll find out that I said this, and this is. The American League is going to win the next five World Series. I'm very confident in that. Between the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Indians, and the Astros, and whatever else may build and, and develop from other teams as well. But out of those core four, I, I think those core four have the best chance. Yankees win one within the next five years. I think the Red Sox win another one within the next five years. I think the Astros win another one at least within the next five years. And I think the Indians break their current curse, which is now the longest curse of uh, active in Major League Baseball. I think all of that goes on um, within the next five years. So I think the American League wins the next five World Series. Call me an idiot. Call me a fool. I probably am. Look at that drool. <laughs> See, I arrived. It was cute. Um, okay, we got five minutes. Soccer talk. Let's do it. I want to talk soccer. We got the Houston Dynamo in the playoffs taking out the uh, uh, Tim Timbers. Yeah, <laughs> that was so cool. It was awesome. Did you watch the, the second one? Yeah, I did. It was a good game. Did you see that header in the 75th minute? Yeah. Ah, it was gnarly. Yeah, was... well, you know, if they didn't score, they still would have won. No, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, no, no, uh... I got it. But those two guys were concussed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was intense. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to go see it, go go look up the video of it. Uh, these uh, two guys coming in. One came in from, uh, it was on a cross, or it was, no, it was on a corner kick. And one guy came in to header in the ball, and it just, he, hard as he could, headed right into the uh, dynamo well, the best player. is when the goalie punches the dude in the face. And 90% of the time, I got to imagine that's intentional. 
when the goalie does it. When the goalie well, it all depends on when the cross comes in because you have to imagine both pe- both players are looking, turning their neck, and they're trying to gauge it, and uh, it also depends on the goalie's feel, like, intuition or whatever to put his hand out in front of him. I don't know. I, I think I, if I was the goalie, I'd do it. In well, that's why the, the rules, the, the rules of encroachment on goalie are very serious. So like if you're a player and you're jumping up and you know, the goalies in that area, you're going to get a foul call on you. Cause if you run into the goalie while he's trying to do his goalie stuff that you get in big trouble for it. Yeah. So, uh, it's kind of on the player. If that's if you get punched in the face, you're getting punched in the face. You're willing to do it. That's why if I was a goalie, I would do it every time. Every time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Easy. But, but, uh, so yeah, yeah, we took on, uh, Casey in, in the, uh, winner go home knockout first round. We took them out. Uh, then we went to the Timbers in a aggregate and we won two to one in the aggregate score. And now we go back and we do an aggregate, but we're with, uh, the Portland, uh, no, not Portland, Seattle, Seattle Sounders. Sounders. So first game is this is real cock, maybe it's like in two weeks. Yeah, it's weird. They they, they kind of handle they, the MLS has not been very good about handling playoff stuff because playoffs isn't the tradition in soccer. Uh, no, the tradition yeah. in soccer is over the season the point value that you win three points if you win, one point if you tie, zero points if you lose, and then you kind of know who the winner of the season is. Mm-hmm. Uh, there isn't, and then the tournament style in most leagues are in cups. Mm-hmm. So uh, the MLS though they do playoffs, which is very interesting. But they don't respect the playoffs in my in my mind. For example, How so? uh, this is a Tuesday game in Houston, November twenty first, and which is fine. But then the MLS final is on a Saturday at four p.m. Eastern time. So that's probably one of the worst times to have anything going on because December 9th, I imagine there's college football, mm-hmm. and it's at the end of the college football, so it's gonna be like the bigger games. What's the date? November 9th. Yeah, there'll be college football. But like, so it's like towards the end where like and you're that's, really going to see. It's two weeks before the end of the season. Yeah. And so I imagine there's a really good matchup. And I don't know why they always do it like that. I'm not really sure sports wise when the best time besides a Friday. I think a Friday would be perfect for a final. Actually, now that you say that, I think that's championship weekend. So again, I think that's championship yeah, weekend I for think college football. It's stupid to do that. But the Dynamo have a really good shot, which is nice. So this, uh, I mean, this was a big upset beating the Timbers. Yes, it was. And we, um, we, we were the number five seed going into the playoffs, and that's the bottom seed on our half. Well, on our half of the, of the bracket, we were the bottom seed. Uh, to beat KC wasn't all that big of a deal. They were number four, so it was number four, number five. The wild card source situation gets in two-face number one. We take out number one. They were the defending champs. Uh, now we go on and we face number uh, two, I believe. Yeah. And, um and yeah, if we win this, we're back in the uh, in, in the final. In the final. So uh, what do they call it? I was going to call it the World Cup, but it's ML- a, MLS Cup. It's just the MLS Cup. Yeah. So we're back playing for the MLS Cup. I think this will be our. Uh, we'll be playing for our fourth, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So yeah, tickets are available right now. Hundred dollars. Uh, yeah, average a hundred. About so you can get the cheaper ones for about seventy. That's if you find them. You know, there's usually like one or two. Uh, Go meet a guy behind an alley. Yeah, something like that. But. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, the uh, playoffs, it's cool. It's going to be a fun game. I know the Sounders is going to be an interesting team. So uh, one thing I don't like is they they have a turf field, and the turf field, it just sucks playing soccer on. So especially yeah. watching, like if you watch the Timbers game, you saw the ball bounce mm-hmm. like in, like just uncontrollably. And, yeah. and it just sucks. I, I hate that kind of stuff. So uh, with soccer, it's always nice to have grass because it slows down the ball oh. and things like that. And it's always good to see a soccer game played on a good, on a good field. Yeah. 
but quality yeah. a quality pitch, if you will. Yeah, but the Sounder, I think they they might win. There's a good chance that uh, Dynamo will win. Uh, what's funny is to give you a little stat. I think the win at the Timbers was like their third away game win. All season. no, 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 no. That was their only one. No, their second, second away game. Away game. Yeah, second away. Like they that. only won one away game during the entire regular season. Yeah, so that gives it's you an idea. But their home wins very good. Well, it's just their playoff record is incredible. They I just don't know. slide by. They just slide by. They're like the 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 uh, Cavaliers. So. No, I, you know, championship city. I hope this city continues to keep going in that direction. I hope we can get the Texans there. Eventually we, we, we're in the right direction with Deshaun Watson. I think we're a few pieces away here and there. Uh, Rockets. We've got an exciting team this year. Um, I, we can, I want a winning city and I think it starts with the Astros and I think it starts with the Dynamos. It starts with our Latinos. And I'm really excited to have that strong uh, sports base going well here and maybe we can get a hockey team here too that'd be awesome too that'd be great all right you have been listening to jake from sports talk i thank you very very much for joining in uh, as always love having you guys in every wednesday and you can check me out online google play itunes uh um facebook uh, uh youtube all that stuff there we go see you next wednesday out Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respective video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936 936- 647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images. <laughs>